Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. Let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome everybody to another episode of Saturday Morning Rewind with your host Tim Nidell. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It really means a lot. And of course you know Saturday Morning Rewind is the show that takes you back to your childhood one interview at a time. And for this episode, we are going all the way back to the years 1984 through 1991. Because I have a very special, very rare actually, reunion of the original Muppet Babies. For this reunion, we have Lori O'Brien, who is Baby Piggy. I don't like commercials. Change the channel, Kermit. Mm, gee, how do you change the channel on this TV, Piggy? Simple. You pick it up. Greg Berg, who voiced Baby Fozzie and Baby Scooter. I know. I could pretend I'm Funny Freddy and you could watch the Funny Fozzie show instead of the Funny Freddy show and I'd be just as funny as Freddy. And we have Katie Lee, who voiced Baby Rolf. Hi, friends. Chef Rolf here for doggy time dog food. If you're a dog, and I know I am, you'll love doggy time. Now, this interview is from 2019. I actually hosted it at the Reno Pop Culture Con in November of 2019, but uh, I thought I lost the audio of it, and I just found it, so that's why I'm releasing it now. And what was great about doing it at the Reno Pop Culture Con is Reno is actually my childhood hometown. We moved away when I was 13, back in 93, and... Uh, Reno means a lot to me. It really does. And that is where I watched Muppet Babies as a kid. So it was really cool to go back to my childhood hometown and host a panel with some of my favorite people. And of course, talking about one of my all-time favorite cartoons, Muppet Babies. A show that really still holds up today if you can find a copy of it. I own a few copies on VHS. That's where I could watch it. But not everybody's lucky. Hopefully one day they will release it on Disney Plus or, God willing, on DVD or Blu-ray. That would be amazing. But until then, at least we have this little interview that I did with some of the cast. And I hope you guys really enjoy it because I had a great time doing it. It was really, honestly, one of my favorite weekends I've ever had was, was going back to Reno and hosting this panel. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. And if you do... Please make sure to share this episode because we can always use more like-minded listeners like you. And why be greedy? You know, if you enjoy this podcast, why be greedy and keep it to yourself? Let your friends and family know. I'd truly be honored if you would share this podcast with your friends and family. But of course, before I play the interview, I need to thank our Patreon supporters for this month. So thank you to our producers of this episode. Chris, Tori Garvin, Gemma Bright. You guys are awesome. And unfortunately, we don't have any executive producers of the podcast yet, but hopefully we'll have those soon. If you want to learn more and want to help out this podcast financially, just go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. 
Hey, Toonsters, this is Buster Bunny. No relation to Babs Bunny. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this very important interview from Saturday Morning Rewind. My name is Tim Medell. I do a podcast called Saturday Morning Rewind. I interview voice actors. That is why I'm here. I've had all these guys on my show over the past eight years, and it's nice to consider them good friends of mine, honestly. Yeah, so thank, thank you guys so you. much for coming You're on. You're a good guy. Thank you. You know, it was a really nice interview. You're a good interviewer. Thank you. You make things easy. Yeah, I try to make everybody relaxed. Mm-hmm. You do a good and, job. Well, thank you. So, everybody, please give a round of applause. I have the one and only Katie Lee, the voice of Rolf. All right. Lori O'Brien, Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> and Greg Berg, who was Fozzie. Waka waka! <laughs> 35 years ago, let me tell you, I'm an 80s kid, and I love 80s cartoons, but Muppet Babies is one of those cartoons. It was, I don't know, it had so much heart to it. You know what I mean? And it's lasted so many years, you can't really find it anywhere to watch, legally. Because someone bought it. Yeah. Whose name we won't mention. No, I don't want to get sued. (laughs) So, when you first did the voice, Katie, did they tell you to kind of go off of the original Muppet Baby sound? Or were you you able to kind of create your own sound to it? Okay, well, my story is different, probably. We all probably have a different story, but this is what happened. I was working with the director on Dungeons & Dragons, Hank Saroyan. And I ran into him at a hamburger restaurant. And he, I said, hello. And he kind of said, uh, you know, we're auditioning for a Muppet. No, no, you know what he said? He said, oh, Katie, can you do Baby Piggy's voice? Can you do a Baby Piggy? And I said, I don't think so. I said, why? He said, I said, that's a guy. And he said, yeah, well, we're going to do this cartoon. But he didn't know that I was a huge Muppet fan. Yeah. Huge. And he said, well, we're having auditions tomorrow, but I'll have you in on the callbacks. Because I told him, I, I, I went, so I've never done this in my life. I called my agent. I said, I want to be at the auditions tomorrow. I don't want to wait. I went to the library, no, Blockbuster, rented a Muppet movie to see who I could do because I was determined. To and get in there. I loved Rolf. And uh, I was watching, I said, I think I can do his voice. You know, he's no second language. And, uh, the, and I went in and, you know, he said he wanted me because my brain doesn't work right. I thought I was imitating Rolf. I wasn't trying to do a baby. But out of my mouth, yeah. I guess it sounds younger. <laughs> so um, that's what I went in. And he said, actually, Hank told me, unless, you know, and I, he usually doesn't make stuff up. He said, I was one of the few people who even know who Rolf was. Wow. Who auditioned. And I grew up watching him in black and white as a little girl. So I really did relate to the character. Wow. But it wasn't until like the second year I realized, you know, maybe I'm supposed to sound more like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Too late now, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I did sound like a baby. I guess. You still do. Well, you know, he's got kind of a mature attitude, so it yeah. Yeah, translates. True. Yeah. That's true. So, that's true. yeah. What about you, Lori? What was your first encounter with the audition? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, unlike 
Katie didn't know anything really about the Muppets. I thought that maybe they were the same thing as Sesame Street. Okay, that's how naive I was. My, um, my um, agent called me, I was working on a one-woman show, and my agent called me and said, Lori, um, can you do uh, Miss Piggy as a baby? And I said, oh, I imagine I can, because I had this little girl's voice. I used to go around saying that I was going to make a million dollars. I'd go, I, 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 I'm going to make a million dollars on this voice right here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a million dollars doing this voice, right? And it was just a joke I had. So he said, okay, well, you have this audition tomorrow at 10 in the morning. And I said, oh, no, you know, I'm working on this one-woman show, and I'm really busy, and I really don't think that I want to, like, do that. And he said, no, you don't understand me. This is really big. You will be there. I said, oh, okay. So I had to go out, similar to you, and find the Muppet movie on a video, a video store, um, videotech or something. And I didn't even have a VCR at the time, old days, right? So I had to go over to a friend, and I took my little cassette player with me, and I went over, and I watched the movie, and I, there were some parts in there that Piggy, Piggy did. I remember she said, Hello, I'm, my, I'm, my, I'm um, babe, um, Miss Piggy, and I want to be a high-fashion model. That, that little phrase there. And I recorded it on my, on my cassette. And then I went home, and I applied that little girl's voice to... Piggy's attitude, her, her, her personality, and just combined the two and did that. Well, I took that cassette player with me to the um, audition, and I would play it and um, then come back and, and do the voice. And sometimes I would lose it, and Hank would say, you're losing the voice, listen to the tape again. So I'd go back and listen to it and come back and, and, and do it again. He claimed, actually, I, got, I really got into the character and I like put my hands underneath my shirt and was doing this. And he claims that that's the reason that I got the job. Oh, really? Because <laughs> he liked the way you did that. Yeah. Okay. My, my physical movements. But, yeah. but regardless, um, I, I won that. I actually thought that I was going to play Gonzo. Because I had, yeah, and that was one of the other ones that I did audition for, um, because he had lied and said that I could do three, three, he said, oh, you can, that's what he said, he says, well, I just lied and said you could do Piggy and three other voices, so you'll be there. So anyway, that's how I, that's, that's stuff I got. you would but, lie about. But yeah. also, like, the question of, like, were we given free reign? Yeah. Um, the, our first session, um, Jim was there, Jim Henson and, and. Talk um, about. And Frank was there, Frank Oz, too. And was he at the first read, too? He was. I don't even remember He that. was. And, <laughs> and, and I remember because specifically because Frank said to me, um, this is your character. This is a whole new character. Wow. You have it, so do with it what you may. And I thought that it was like so wonderfully brilliant. And, and actually, Jim said the same thing to all of us. He said, you know, make it into your into your own character and that was the, uh, that was actually really brilliant because they were based on that but when you infuse your own personality into it then it becomes more uh, dimensional three-dimensional and I think that that was that was really a gift
Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think it evolved based on our personalities, but I remember that table read and I was so nervous and I'd say to Jim, you read it first. Oh. I want to hear you do it first and then I'll do it. But it was hard to take that away from them because they, you know, yeah. take their kids. But it, but it wasn't taking it away from it like them because they were separate. Yeah, they were separate, I felt, yeah. And Greg, what about Fozzie? One of my favorites, honestly. Well, Fozzie has been a favorite of a lot of the little jokesters out there as they're growing up. And we all know how silly they act, kids are acting. And so now Fozzie's their little icon to follow and say, well, Fozzie tells jokes, I'm going to tell jokes too. Because I've had people come up to me at conventions telling me, how because they liked Fozzie and his jokes and all that, the dumb jokes, uh, that that's why they want to go around and tell jokes to people too. How did you get, how did you decide to do the character voice? Well, okay, I, I was, I loved Muppets ever since I was little and I was in Ohio at the time as a kid uh, growing up watching Sesame Street and anything with Muppets, even yeah, the Ed Sullivan show. And at one point I even said, I want to be one of them. Wow. And I never knew how, and then other people said, well, you got to move to New York if you're going to work on Sesame Street or Electric Company, things like that. And uh, I just put it in my back pocket and said, well, one day I'll figure out how to uh, work my way into that. Well, as the stars aligned, I moved to Hollywood one day, and uh, among the auditions I did as a voice person was uh, get a call to go in and read for the Muppet Babies. I forget... Uh, I don't think I read for Kermit, but uh, I threw Fozzie out there, and I remember what Fozzie was like. Even way before that, when I visited home, a neighbor came over and said, oh, you do voices, I have puppets, and they gave me a Fozzie puppet, and I was like, waka waka, and I didn't have the voice nailed down, but there I was holding in my hand what I eventually was gonna become. Wow. And so, yeah, I did the audition process, and. Read for Fozzie, I also read for uh, Scooter, and uh, I remember the big Scooter was more like the stage manager on The Muppet Show, going, five more minutes, Miss Piggy, come on, and he was very bright and uh, uh, very wild like that, and uh, so I said, okay, so Scooter as a baby, well, I always had a voice like this, and I said, well, maybe, uh, maybe he's like this, a little bit higher and whinier. And uh, when I did get the call that Muppet Babies was being cast, uh, they told me I got the voice of Fozzie and Scooter. So uh, luckily I was able to change my voices and uh, sustain it throughout the show to where people don't even believe to one guy's doing both of those voices because occasionally I got to talk to myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it comes from being a big Muppet, Muppet fan and then working way to dreams coming true. Awesome. You mentioned all the bad jokes that Fozzie had. Do you remember any of those bad jokes? Um, and can you say them as Fozzie? I'm trying to think if they even. Uh, well. I know one. That's, I remember. Katie that. followed him because I was the one telling what do you, them. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a pancake with a blueberry? Mmm. What? Blueberry pancakes. Yeah, sounds like something I would do back then. Yeah, but when I meet kids these days, I do one like when I meet kids these days, I throw one out uh, because I was a big like even in grade school when kids used to get 
book subscriptions that they had to order from. Their parents would go over the list with him and say, okay, try to get uh, of mice and men and this and that. When I was growing up, I ordered nothing but riddle books. <laughs> so now as kids, as it turned out again, dreams coming true, uh, kids will come up to me with their riddle and I would answer it or try to answer it and come close to it. And uh, it's just a gift of uh, loving to laugh and make people laugh and all that. Uh, but uh, so Fozzie jokes, so when I see a kid, I'll, I'll, I'll probably throw this one out to them. Um, <clears throat> why did the chicken cross the playground? Why? To get to the other slide. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks for laughing along. <laughs> so I do want to say that at one point I am going to open up for questions, so please start thinking of some questions you may want to ask them. That would be amazing. I know they'll probably appreciate that too. Yes. Um, but before I, I always do like that, hearing, yeah, whatever. Yeah. People wonder about. I don't know if you have a mic or I don't know. Maybe just come up here. I can just point your direction. I don't know. Some of my favorite parts about the show, I think most people are this way too, were those sequences, those dream sequences. The when you go inside the books, inside the movies. Yeah. Do you guys have a favorites that stick out? If you remember any of those sequences. <laughs> Katie does. <laughs> I have a favorite one. Well, actually, it's, it was one of the favorites that Rolf was in and and all of us because <laughs> it was the Miami Vice one. Okay. Miami Mice? Is that what they? I don't know. Miami I don't Vice. Remember. Anyway, I don't know. Forget what it was called. And that. Remember how many times you had to say, "And the president sucks." Because <laughs> it sounded like something else. <laughs> that was my favorite yeah, one. Yeah, but I, I, I loved, you know what, I, I always wanted to sing, but I'm not really a singer. Actually, our director sent me for singing lessons. But, um, <laughs> but, my, but to the ones that we played like in the movies, I think... Uh, Rolf was Obi-Wan Kenobi or something, and like a Star Wars one, that was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed the parts where uh, they incorporated the Three Stooges having a pie fight and oh, yeah. hitting Fozzie in the face, because again, I was a Three Stooges fan growing up too, so all, all this was like a big playground for me, but uh, that, that was one of my favorite uh, moments, getting to interact with that. Also, we had various uh, celebrities interact. I think Michael J. Fox was in one of them oh. talking back to us. Uh, I didn't know that. They I, would I remember cut, them. They would cut. Yeah, that's like right, they, they cut. So he wasn't there filming, but he was actually from the movie. Separately. No, recorded. the actual cartoon was there, Tim, talking to Michael <laughs> J. Fox. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. With Stan I mean, Lee. If I wasn't friends with you, right? <laughs> Yeah, because we also had one with Stan Lee, and then eventually I met Stan and yep. said, hey, I was Fozzie, you were talking to me in the show. That's right, we did a Spider-Man one. Huh? Yeah. Do you remember well, any? Seven years, eight years of well, shows. I, I just simply loved being in those sessions. It didn't, have, it didn't make any difference what the movie surrounding it was, or the fantasy. We had such an incredible ensemble of people that we worked together with, and, and so each one was a new thing, because just like the character was new and was not exactly the Muppets, they, the, the fantasy, the new fantasy was too, just like the children 
were having their fantasies, so was I in, in the midst of it. I loved the, I loved the range of emotions that, that, Piggy, that Piggy had. So no matter what was thrown at me, I thought that the, the writing was brilliant, I thought the fantasy was brilliant, I, thought, I loved the people in the room, I loved the songs, I loved the singing. So I, I have to say that I was probably ecstatic every moment that I was there, and I can't really say that I have anything that was favorite. Just doing the work yeah. was just fabulous. Sure. I mean, the, it was creating the friends that you were able to record with. Oh, exactly. And, exactly. and it was and it was not just in the room, not just us that were together as, as voices, but the people on the other side of the of the the glass, the the camaraderie, the the enthusiasm, the devotion. And I actually believe that you can feel that when you watch when you watch the Muppets. I believe that that's why it had such an impact on people and that's what was so brilliant about cartoons of that time as well. That the ensemble in the room, we, we always did it together. There was nobody that, was, that, that recorded separately. We were in the room together the whole time and there was an interaction. We stopped a lot because of the, because of the jokes that were made, because of the the, the fun that we were having because of the different voices that people were throwing in. It was just like one of those, those beautiful times in your life that you look forward to every moment of working, every single moment. I mean, I would be singing a song and I would stop and go, oh my God, I'm being paid to do this. I mean, I was paid to be a pig. <laughs> it's like just the most extraordinary you know, the luckiest, the best life in the world. There's nothing better than voiceover work and nothing better than the Muppet Babies and the people that I was able to work with. I think, I just want to add that word devotion. I think that really characterizes our show from top to bottom, the people who are involved. I mean, we were devoted to the show, to our director, to each other, mm-hmm. it definitely. To the work, the scripts, I mean, it's just great. And thanks yeah. to the scripts, we, we didn't even know a lot of the stuff that was gonna happen each week, which uh, some in some cartoons you'll have, okay, the, the main character of the cartoon is doing something, but somebody steps in and does something to make them mad, and then they have to make it right at the end of the show, and then that's the end of the show. With ours, we were like, you know, we start the show, but where are we going with this? And, and that was where the fun came in. And I think um, the other thing is, because Rolf, Baby Rolf didn't have a lot to do a lot of the time. And people, those writers would apologize to me, oh, I'm sorry Rolf doesn't say too much. And I was like, I don't care if I have one line. I am so happy to be here. I just love watching these guys work. I'm perfectly happy being here and watching them do their thing and and we had a lot of fun and got in a lot of trouble from talking too much and who was the goofball out of the bunch uh frank welker probably frank. the yeah. most yeah. probably not frank howie. has it not howie, howie? no no, no howie, no, was howie still has a very kinda... serious side okay. to him yeah going along yeah. with whatever he but had dave to do. was when dave came on dave was yeah, dave yeah. Really, <laughs> i can see that yeah he was, he was, uh, we, we all kind of, I got yelled at a lot, actually. The per- and, and the person who laughed the most was Rusi. Yeah. yeah. Rusi has, a, had. She was a, funny. She was goofing off a lot, She was goofing too. off. Well, we all goofed off a, a lot, but, and, but Rusi has, like, a really spontaneous, um, 
uh, infectious laugh that yeah. is sometimes uncontrollable. And so she was, you know, she just added that to everything. Well, plus her character mm -hmm. is the craziest. Yeah, yeah and she, so. yeah, really right? crazy. Right? Like, really and crazy. she got into it so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. you'd think she was going to burst. Yeah, she had, she had antagonistic uh, relationships to everybody. Oh, so did Piggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so speaking of Rusi, yeah. um, who was the voice of so many characters, she was on DuckTales. She was, she was Huey, Dewey, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Webby <laughs> on DuckTales. And she was Gonzo on Muppet Babies. And Minnie Mouse is probably her, her big one. And she was married to Mickey Mouse in real life. A lot of people don't know that. But she you worked guys, on My Little Pony when we did My yeah. Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake and Pebbles. Yeah. And sadly, she passed away, I think it was maybe two months ago. In July. And so you guys are going to pay a big tribute to her tomorrow, main hall at noon. So it would be so amazing if you guys can come to come see that. Please and do. I'm sure you guys, you know, share some love for Rusi, who I've met and remarkable, remarkable person. I loved her. I, I knew her for four hours and, and I loved her. <laughs> but you know, she had the ability, uh, Rusi had the ability to change lives like in seconds like this. Anybody who ever got a chance to meet or touch uh, Rusi, their life was changed. So you were a blessed person. Yeah, and she gave me a kiss. On the oh sheet. my God, are you lucky? I know, yeah. I was. Yeah. So does anybody have any questions so far that they would like to ask? How long did the show run? 10 years. 10? Yeah, nine maybe. We did 107, we did 107 episodes. Wow. Which is really great, right? That is That's a lot. I yeah. thought it was nine. I didn't well, okay, yeah, nine, maybe ten. nine. Yeah, I, I never, I can't remember. It was amazing. A lot of shows don't get ten years. No, no. especially no, animated shows. Five. I mean, five. I was really blessed because you know that one and and uh, Gummy Bears Two lasted yep. a long time, and I get used to. That was such an amazing thing to have a job year after year like oh, that. I, I mean, great. it would be great. I don't know if they're gonna put it on the air. Again, with the I Disney keep talking thing. to people about it, and I get different answers. I'm hoping now that they own Lucas stuff and mm -hmm. even maybe Fox not. now, yeah. and maybe on Disney Plus. I hope. Maybe. I don't know. Because we haven't been able to see it unless we have our old crackly v VHS. You're, you're selling that at your table. I have a couple old ones. Yeah. You there's, have a question. A question. Favorite lines. Well, I invented the phrase, yippee skippy. Oh, oh wow. yeah, I wanted to tell you a lady on the airplane said that yesterday. <laughs> on the, and I wanted to like tap her on the shoulder. She was on the phone walking down the aisle and she said, oh, yippee skippy. And I thought, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I improved it one day and it became her, her catchphrase. Uh -huh. uh, so, so I guess I'd have to say that would be my favorite, favorite, favorite line. But I also like, like, um, Piggy doing so, um, things like, Oh, Kermy, could you give me just one little kissy kissy? <laughs> Kermit, get over here! <laughs> Were you pretty Seeing physical? all the sides of Piggy. All the sides. Were you pretty physical in the booth? Would you do Oh, it? yes. I, mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. You know, you have to be. Yeah, you have to. You, you, you have properly. to. You, right, exactly. Yeah. That, that thing that Hank said that he hired me for this yep. this physicality that's why yeah that, i guess in a way it was true because i because i continued it i continued it
Greg, do you remember any any lines? Any? Yeah, one. Uh, it, it's to point out to some of the fans of uh, the real fans would know this too. Uh, the grown-up Fozzie would always say waka waka, but the baby Fozzie would say waka waka waka. So when I meet people, they're like, oh, Fozzie, waka waka. I'm like, yeah, well, that's the big one. See, uh, baby Fozzie had the three of them. So. <laughs> With a little thing at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, because he was still young, you know. He dropped it as he got older. <laughs> because it got harder, so, so he was he, old, he, it was tired. Or get out of the room quickly. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so as far as lines, I mean, I, I loved it because they gave me chances to be silly and usually it winds up with that you don't have any tomatoes on you do you you know because uh in a lot of the episodes we, i'd either get hit with a pie or with tomatoes that people threw at at me because uh, we did a song uh, called waka 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 and uh, occasionally uh he's Fozzie's on stage singing this and uh they, he ducks some tomatoes and things like that so that was a big portion of uh, working as Fozzie, and I, I, I don't know what they do on the regular Muppets with him now, you know, because uh, he's not usually on stage when he's being silly and all that, but uh, uh, that's what a lot of people tell me they remember too, that Fozzie's always getting hit with the tomato, so <laughs> that's something to remember about the character. What about you, Katie? I can't think of anything, actually. Yeah? I mean, I know he always said, far out. That's cool, you know, he'd be like, just like observe and be like, he's the supporting actor. Mm -hmm. But I love some of the songs I got to sing, especially yeah. the Valentine's Day one, because that, let's see, I'll cry. Still very touching when you hear it. Well, it was, because like I said, I didn't, um, I didn't do as much as you guys. Um, and so when they wrote that, it was like, yeah, that was a real Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's really how I felt, like really, really blessed to be a part of the show. Wow. You know, um, that, you know, well, everybody was up. special, so it was great to be able to see. I usually post it on Valentine's <laughs> Day. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, that was good. That was great. Wow. <laughs> I may have been mean to you. I apologize. I right forgive now. you. It's okay. But you deserved it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have any out of the questions? Somebody has to. Yes. <laughs> you said uh, Frank Welker and somebody else with the cutoffs, but I don't know what Dave Coulier. So Frank was yeah. Kermit. Frank Welker was Kermit. Oh. And Dave Coulier was Animal after Animal Howie Bunsen Mandel. After yeah, Ann Bunsen. Yep, Ann Bunsen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, you said Howie was serious back in those days. He's kind of quiet. Not he like was kind serious, of serious but okay. but just you know, who knows? He, he was thinking, how can I take this voice and make my own TV show? <laughs> <laughs> Which became Bobby's World. Became Bobby's World. Bobby's world. Yeah. yeah. It was. I was thinking. Thinking yeah. back there, I don't know. It's very sweet. Because he was on very camera. He was, he in, was, he was yeah. in a the show that at the time he was. He yeah. was in a not ER ER. Is that the show? He was yes. In? Yeah. No. No. Some. The no. What no. Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. So he's started out, you know, he did stand up, but he was also, you know, a serious, serious actor. Of course, you also know him from America's Got Talent yeah. now. 
Right. And what's it like seeing him? You know, it's it just blew up. It's just crazy. I know. It's weird. Do you think he would recognize us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, he would. He would. Um, but we, well, even, you know, our director was pretty funny. He was Oh, yes. Yeah. We can't ever yeah. leave Hank out of it. Yeah. Hank Saroyan is, well, you know, the genius behind the whole thing. And he, he had... He did everything. He directed. And directed he helped, it. you know, script editing and producing Every- and coming up with ideas. He would even sing. Yeah, he was, he, he was great. And he had a really close relationship with Jim with Jim Henson and Jim, uh, the same way that he handed us the characters, he really adored Hank and gave him um, free range. You know, he just really trusted him, and with all good reason because Hank is a genius. And and um, the the um, like like Katie said, he did everything, and he was very particular. You know, sometimes he gave us line readings, and that's not always comfortable to get line readings from people. I mean, it can be really annoying, especially when they're imitating your voice when they do. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. with Hank, because of his intimate connection to it, or his like deep connection to it, it really, and because that's really what it, how it began. I mean. I think that's we, what we, got. we would have probably worked till midnight to make him happy. Oh, yeah. right. I don't know why. He had this weird, like, Svengali power yeah. over us. Right, but he also had this really great direction that was really helpful to me because with, the, with Piggy and her, her multiple personalities. Because he would say, okay, fall out of character here. That's what she would, so she would, she would, you know, she would, like, like that's when the asides would happen. And it was just that that little phrase that just really always connected to wow. me. You know what I'm saying? I, it's funny, when you are, do, do have the privilege and honor to work with somebody over that number of years and to create that kind of relationship, how quickly, you know, the quick um, shortcut speak, you know, like this, this, and it was like music, it was like dancing. It was like dancing at certain He point. used to tell me, think Elvis try to keep me in care and, and he'd okay. say and he'd say no oh my, oh my baby <laughs> yeah that's what i had to like do to kind of get my character sort of like go back to the cassette and you're dropping yeah. out a character thing oh, right yeah. i have a cassette of our very first show oh you do they sent it noisy neighbors i saw it before i left house it's in my desk drawer with the someone typed the label put it on the cassette so that we could hear it for reference wow. for the next show. Oh yeah, because yes, that's sets. a very that's a very tricky thing when you first are doing you know like the pilot or the I mean the the first season, and you have to like make sure like even coming into that first session, like remembering what your voice was that you auditioned with. Yeah. Right. You yeah. have to like land with it. And be consistent with it, and you don't really maybe remember the new one. I mean, and it was the characters like develop as you go on. Right, but trying to keep that consistent. So that's that's a that's a that's a challenge, yeah. and something that if you're interested in doing voiceovers, that you have to kind of remember. I wonder, it would maybe be a good idea to like record your own audition voice, so that when you got the part, that you could I've like come back in. That. You know, well, they do that now. Yeah. But back then we didn't. I mean, we had a, our cassette recorder. Well, but now I mean. people do yeah. it in their phones. They bring, yeah. I mean, so much has changed. And then our stuff was so like kind of in between because Hank had used to, used to work on American Bandstand and with Dave Clark and like we made two albums, two, we made two albums. albums. But, but every song had a long version. Yeah, but we recorded. 
our songs in a different way. The first, like after the first episode, they brought us all into a room <laughs> with with stands and music she and everything can else. Sing. And I could read music and sing and so on and so forth, but not everybody could. And so they tried to like, okay, everybody sing together, right? And you're gonna sing <laughs> this, you're gonna sing that, you're gonna sing that. And, Are you and, like, and everybody was like, uh-huh. So they had to like bring us in as individuals. And we, were at, we went to a, re- a, a yeah. music recording studio because we'd record the episodes and then they'd bring us into another studio where they produced records to do the yeah. recordings yeah. for the album. And they all, if you listen on the albums, there's always a musical, what do you call it, an interlude or a, a thing, a longer piece of music that wasn't in the show because the show couldn't handle that much length. And then we would, you know, record our songs over there. And some people like Brucey and Lori, great singers. I think Frank is pretty good singing. Greg, no, no. They sing in character. Yeah, we all, I I, I sing in character, but Hank sent me to singing lessons. I think he gave me three beers in the first session to calm down. Because I was like, I'm like in a real music studio with headphones and and, and like, and I, you know, he's like, okay, Go get here. Go see this person and 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 drink a beer. Calm down. But then they, but then they, but then they hired Janice Liebhart, who was the writer of, uh, along with Alan O'Day, the the music, and she was our coach, and she would stand right there and do, and they would do a you know lay down the track beforehand so they'd they get it. They'd send us the cassettes. Before. We could listen in, in the car to learn the song before we went to the studio. Hmm. Wow. With your p- different parts and stuff, yeah. and Janice would do all of that, and they'd then she would sing all up. our parts. It was yeah, good, it was great. and she would she'd hold my hand because I don't keep time very well. So she here I'll show you. She'd like hold and then she would just squeeze my hand. Time <laughs> to start singing. <laughs> and Howie, she'd hit him on the back because because Howie Howie really had a hard time with. Wow. So he needed a second to react. So, I'm not kidding. She'd do this, and then he'd start singing to get everybody. Why is there no video of this? Seriously. I oh, know it was. It was so hysterical. We had phone cameras back. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, it was fun. I would pay to see that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought afterwards when I found out he was like germophobic that maybe that's why she yeah. didn't hold his hand. But she said no because he wasn't quite that bad at the time. But he needed a second to react. Like she had to figure out how to get us to sing. Yeah, <laughs> I ended sad. up singing a lot of the the um, harmonies. Did you? Yeah, I sang a lot. Of, like I sang a lot of extra stuff. No, Greg, you mentioned being such a big fan of the Muppets prior to this. Oh yeah. So was it pretty huge, huge for you to meet Jim Henson for the first time? Yeah, every, everything to me, uh, my big uh, word here is dream. Everything was a dream coming true. But my whole life, uh, when I give speaks, when I do speaking engagements to people, I, I show them uh, how this line happens through everybody's lives. That if you pay attention to it and notice it, uh, mm-hmm. you'll see it uh, blossom. So. Just as doing voices as kids, I, I started doing voices of uh, relatives and teachers growing up. And uh, then I noticed cartoons had people doing silly voices and they were getting paid for doing it. But uh, Jim and his organization 
stuck out more because it didn't sound like somebody trying to do a silly voice. It was just these characters. And I said, I, I, I like being part of something like well, that. Well, we're lucky because we didn't have to be puppeteers. Like yeah, I know. That was the other thing. But I, I heard from other Jim Henson shows, uh, he happened to uh, direct uh, a little bit from the phone by listening and then telling the cast members of that particular show, uh, raise your hands in the air and move your hand around like huh. you're talking for this puppet. We oh, didn't do that at wow. all for us. But uh, yeah, so your question about uh, following Jim and all that, yeah, I mean, meeting him, uh, I guess it was all part of the plan. <laughs> but the funny thing, a big uh, interesting story with Frank Oz took place as well. I have a lot of these little things like this happen and I'm starting to keep a collection of odd things that happen to me that are unbelievable to me, so I figure to other people as well uh, when they hear about it. Uh, I got Muppet Babies, the okay that I'm going to be part of the cast, and I happen to go to Beverly Hills one afternoon, and I'm walking across uh, uh, Beverly Boulevard and Wilshire Boulevard to get to the other side, and uh, uh, coming towards me was a guy that looked like Frank Oz in a group of maybe 10 people walking across the street. But I just looked up, I said, Frank? He went, yeah. And I went, I'm you. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm going to wow. be you. I'm going to Muppet Babies, this and this. And we're still in the middle of the street. He goes, come, come over here. And so <laughs> we, we went to the side of the street and I just told him how honored it was to, that I'm going to be doing his uh, baby Fozzie voice. Now, I don't know. Uh, how he was really taking it, you know, because that's like somebody coming up to you saying, I'm doing your voice in a movie, and you're like, why oh, don't but he knew. I do it? But we, he, he was, you know, because he, he's a director, he's a voice guy, so he's, he's heard uh, many things, I'm sure, but to hear somebody saying, I'm doing your voice <laughs> as a, a baby in Muppet Babies that's coming out, I don't know if, how, how long ahead he even knew about that show. <laughs> To, so maybe he didn't even know what, <laughs> but uh, no, he was very congenial to me, and uh, yeah, that was one opportunity that also blew my mind meeting Frank Oz. Yeah. Yeah, and then they had a party. That was fun. That was. I got pictures. Yeah, we got pictures. You know can I tell Jim? you a sad picture story? Okay. I have a picture of me with Jim at the party, right? And I wanted to preserve it. I had a photo. We, we used to have things called photos that were printed. So I thought I'll put it on with a letter that Jim had written to me once and put it all together and laminate it. Don't ever laminate a photo. It will melt. Aww. Oh, that is a sad story. So it's you can see it's us, but there's this big <laughs> oh, melting man. thing between his face and mine. And I have it, but it doesn't look quite as good as it should. Did so, you have negatives back then? Well, I did, but I know I had negatives, but I think I laminated it after I lost the negative. Wow. But I have. If you look on my Facebook page or go through the photos and I... Actually, I took the first day of recording. I brought my camera, and I did take pictures. And I'm the one that my camera took that pictures of all of us on the balcony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was so glad. I, I wasn't too proud to bring a camera. I was a huge. I mean, I would iron my clothes watching Sesame Street. Oh. I love I did, I Muppets. Love yeah, like like nobody's business. I love Muppets. I mean, and I always you know wanted to do that too. So. 
you know, I've gotten to see them work. I always missed Sesame Street when I was in New York. They weren't taping. I got to, Jim invited me to go watch them do Labyrinth when, when oh, I was in England. I got to go to the set. You saw that? Yeah, I got to wow. go to the set. And those photos, the lab lost. Oh my gosh. I don't know if they were stolen or what, because I had some cool, cool pictures from then. Yeah. But even when I was in college, this guy I was going out with like to draw and every I'd watch the Muppet show every whenever night it was on and he made a card with me saying that Gonzo is so oeuvre <laughs> I, I really was a huge fan so it was like meeting Jim when you finally met Jim what was that like? it was like try to keep me from passing out yeah yeah no I mean I'm he's like serious I, there's nobody in the world I would wanted to meet more yeah out of the whole event I, I of uh having him around I, I met him the tw twice once when we did the balcony shot at a session and at the party but um, being unprepared back then that one day I'm going to meet him and uh, converse with him or whatever uh, stands out because I have a Muppet Baby script autograph by him but <laughs> he did it with pencil because back then I never knew I was going to meet Jim, and then I had the only thing I had with me was a pencil. These days, I carry a pen with me everywhere I go. But uh, uh, when I look back, I say, "Why didn't I have a pencil?" And just not say. You don't think about that <laughs> stuff yeah. when it's happening. You, you just cherish it. Of course. Yes. Well, you know, I um, I had quite a bit of voice training before. I did it, and I I could talk as Piggy for a long time without it bothering me. I could sing for a long time. I don't know why. She's placed in a in a really good place in me. It does, I really didn't have much of but you do have to take care of your voice always as a voiceover person. It's very important to keep it keep yourself warm to drink warm things to to not over to not tax it and make it make it um, drain it you know to you know breathing cold air is not good um, resting it you know there is that but there's but there's a lot of breath control that is involved that you can get away with a lot of things and it's like a muscle if you keep using it it gets stronger and stronger and stronger so that it doesn't so that it doesn't wear out as well. So it's it's a it's a combination of of skill and craftsmanship, and um, and then physical well-being, taking care of yourself, and and uh, air support is extremely important. She knows a lot more about this than I do. I don't know how to take care of my voice. I'm married to a singer now, and he does so much stuff, and I'm like. Is that what I was supposed to be doing all this time? And he is remarkable. And it, it, it would be good to learn those things that Lori was talking about. I remember, well, I, I was pregnant twice during the Muppet Babies. It's a lot harder to get your voice wow. pushed when you've got a baby hanging <laughs> in your stomach. So uh, you just do the best you can, if you're me <laughs> and untrained. So in closing, I need to wrap this up. So I want to thank everyone of you showing up. Um, and you guys, seriously, 
Muppet Babies is still one of my favorite cartoons. Yay. I remember I was five years old and I was glued to the TV. I know, I know. No, that's so cool. I was glued to the TV, so this is an honor. Thank you so much. And they do have tables out there, by the way, so please stop by, chat with them a little bit more, ask a little more questions. I know they'd love that as well. And thank you guys so very much for this. Thank you, too. Seriously. Thank you, too. Everybody, please. Babies forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, can you get a picture of us? Yeah. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.